Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. The 10 a.m. Express time now for our relief hour. We'll be speaking to various organizations, finding out what it is that they are doing and what projects they are busy with. Starting off with Operation Hunger, I do have the interim CEO of Operation Hunger on the line, none other than Sandy Bukula. Sandy, good morning. Good morning, how are you? I'm good, how are you doing? I'm very well, thank you. Thank you so much for taking time out to speak to us more on what it is that you are doing. Tell us more about Operation Hunger and when it was founded. Um, so Operation Hunger is quite a, an old organization. It was born 43 years ago, um, developed by uh, two doctors, um, Dr. Salma Brody and Dr. Uh, McClana, who used to be at the time, you know, one of our biggest um, struggle fighters at the time, um, with the leadership of Elna Palmer. And basically how it all started, it was, you know, um, there were doctors and treating people in clinics. And what they would find is a lot more people kept on coming to the clinics, but they weren't actually sick with what they were sick with. But the problem was malnutrition. And since then, you know, Operation Hunger has founded a various, um, you know, innovating uh, models to assist communities to combat malnutrition and food insecurity. That's wonderful. And speaking <laughs> yeah. about the many relief projects that you are busy with, as well as I know that you've got a, com- a campaign, hashtag Feed a Family. Speak to us about yeah. that. Um, so Feed a Family um, it came through during the COVID-19. Now, um, normally, you know, during our... <laughs> Our normal circumstances outside of the pandemic, we um, we normally um, have got in, uh, immediate aid programs where we basically feed through uh, communities. Uh, uh, we feed through soup, different soup kitchens. Um, we have basically sustainable pro- programs that we integrate communities to, um, so that communities, um, as a goal, become more um, more self sustainable and that they generate their own income and so forth. So during the COVID nineteen, because um, we couldn't continue. Uh, with the mass feeding because you can only imagine we feed um, at least about 300 people per day you know Mm. for breakfast, lunch and supper Um, so we thought you know like with all of the Yes, with all of the issues that the COVID-19 came with. So we then decided that we're going to, we're not going to stop um, assisting people. So we designed a very easy campaign that was going to enable everybody to be able to take action. And basically what we do is we basically package a standard food parcel um, that costs about 180 rand. And, um, and, you know, and basically donors donate about 200 rand, 20 rand usually goes to distribution costs and then the 180. Um, includes all your nutritional components, including your um, um, including your um, sanitary products. And that's what we distribute to the family. So basically, we just had to conform and change our operation in order for us to be able to still meet our beneficiaries and make sure that people at this time are also being fed. So that's basically what Feed a Family was um, was about. Mm. And you're speaking about the campaign and speaking about feeding a family. Which areas mm-hmm. of Cape Town do you have the feeding campaign going? Oh, sucks. I mean, during the COVID-19, um, you know, we, by the way, just so you know, we um, we have a national footprint. So we just like across the country. Mm. And in Cape Town, you know, um, Kailicha, Malawi's camp, so various communities, really. 
And um, we also uh, found ourselves in new communities as well um, during this COVID-19 because we made it easy for people to get assistance. So what we did was we basically made sure that everybody phones a certain number. And if anybody sends um, a request through that specific number, then, you know, our, um, our regional coordinators, depending on the location of where you are, um, our regional coordinators will then integrate you, you know, to the next batch of whatever that, um, you know, of that specific location where um, the delivery is going to be done. Excellent. And, you know, what are, what are some of the case studies tell us in terms of poverty and malnutrition and how do we end hunger in South Africa? Well, it's a complicated one um, mm. because uh, just now um, the 2020 Global Nutrition Report, and it comes out every year in June, um, it anticipates that South Africa is only going to achieve two out of ten global nutrition targets set for 2025. So that means, you know, all the gains that we have made, um, you know, across the years were also reversed by the pandemic. It actually has impacted us um, so much. But otherwise, we've also been very slow. And in integrating um, innovative solutions that look at um, the poverty cycle that we've inherited as a country, as you know, our history. So I think, um, you know, given that also, um, this pandemic really highlighted, um, you know, like the weaknesses in our in our food systems, in our health systems, um, and it's pushed the way that in which um, we look and uh, secure our own economy within the country. Because, you know, some of the issues that um, we've had to deal with now were due to you know like due to um the disruptions in domestic food supply chains you know the shocks affecting food production and loss of incomes and remittances that have provided almost like a strong tension and additional food insecurity risks you know just basically looking at the COVID-19 so that's what it has uh, it, it has highlighted so as a country I think you know we've got a lot to do and I think as a continent as a whole really um, we have still have a lot to do and we need to commit actually in developing the country and actually making sure that people are served. That is wonderful <laughs> and that is so true we do have a lot to mm. do where feeding mm. the country is concerned. How can mm. people get involved um, with the Operation Hunger as well as you mentioned the food pack what are some of the items that you include in the food pack so we've got your dried content um you know like your normal your normal food staple uh, maize meal rice um you know uh, brown bean stamp um lentils um and then we've got you know for um for, for protein and stuff we've got like your um your cultures your beans um, so it's quite like a number. So what normally happens, because a lot of people would always ask 100 and, and 108 in the ingredients that the food parcel contains, um, you know, seems to be quite a, <laughs> quite a stretch. So mm-hmm. what we do, because, you know, we are almost at least lucky that we've been, you know, in the industry for over 43 years. So during those periods, we've obviously um, built really strong partnerships with, you know, suppliers and other food um, and, and other food chains in the country. So our food parcels um, basically don't only just contain what we've got on the website, so because we get a lot of um, ad hoc food donations. So we add basically depending on the direct uh, on the dietary um, requirements, depending on where we're going. For example, if we're going to a children's home, we would make sure that we've got all the direct the dietary um, requirements required by by children and for the elders and then for the diabetic, that kind of thing. So um, it's the, the, the standard package is only just basically, um, you know, like the basic 
standard package because otherwise if you have to have the whole list you know i mean it will just like create so such a fatigue for um for the donors and you really wanted to have the whole country participate so we had to make it as minimal as possible because what we found with the COVID-19 also is that the people wanting to take action has become a lot the young people and most of the time if you're going to present you know the solution to be bigger than the people then people start pulling off but we needed to bring up something that it was more innovating and very easy you know to participate in and for people to take action um very you know very easily so that's that's how we actually designed the whole um, the whole campaign. Hmm, that's wonderful. Well, hmm. How can people get in touch with you, Sandy? Um, you know, they can call us. Um, basically, if you've got if it's organisation trying to get assistance, or if it's just normal regular people, you know, <laughs> trying to get assistance, or if it's, it's, a, it's somebody that wants to take action or volunteer. Or, or anything of that sort, you just send an email to info at operationhunger.org. So info at operationhunger.org, and that's basically one word. Or you can contact us on 011-453-0941. So that is basically our main number. So, for example, because people will always want to know, if I'm in Cape Town, you still contact that number. What normally happens is we'll then channel you and integrate you uh, to the correct channel that is going to basically um, assist you in your region. Hmm. So, mm-hmm. you just repeat that number once again, 011? Yes, 453. Yes. 0941. 0941. And the email That's is correct. info at operationhunger.org. That's correct. Sandy, I want mm-hmm. to say thank you so much. I wish you everything of the best for the... Um, NPO as well as looking at the food packs that you are doing and I hope that you will strive going forward. Goodbye for now. Thank you very much. <laughs> then there was the voice of interim CEO of Operation Hunger speaking to us about the organization, what it is that they are doing. If you want to get in touch with them, email them info at operationhunger.org. Alternatively, give them a call on 011-453-0941. For now, we go for ads and when we come back, we'll continue with more organizations finding out what they are doing and what projects they have for the year. The Voice of the Cape. 91.3 FM Stereo.